1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. John, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. My man, thanks for having me. Without a shadow of a doubt. When you take a look at at what's going on in the Eastern Conference right now, uh, we have the New York Knicks on an eight-game winning streak. Unfortunately, we we got the Pacers hitting a little bit of a skid. We have this recent injury to Embiid. We know about what's going on with the Bucs. I mean, even the Celtics have their concerns. If, If you ever take a look at Chris Depp's Porzingis, what do you take of the East right now with all of the injuries, the adjustments, and the changes?
0: Crazy time in the East, right? I mean, all of a sudden, I still think the Celtics are clearly the best team in the Eastern Conference, their first six are really amazing. Like you saw what happened last night when they're playing the Pacers. They put up 81 points. Pacers come back in the second half and give them a real game, but they didn't. They didn't back down. So I, I still think the Celtics are the team to beat for sure. They, they have been all season long. Now after that, after that, it's anybody's guess. I mean, you toss the rest of those teams in a bag, uh, pull one out, and if you told me, hey, you know team x y and z is going to face the celtics for the conference championship i wouldn't be surprised and i wouldn't also be surprised if one of those teams beat the celtics before they even got to the conference championship i think it's that wide open
1: john gonzalez is joining us here the jr sport show on cbs sports radio specifically as it as it relates to the 76ers they taken a little bit of a dive with no joel Embiid, losing four straight they're heading to utah without him we know about his injury history what are your thoughts? Do do they stand a chance even in the postseason? It just seems less and less likely the more that he gets dinged up. Yeah, it's brutal, right? I mean,
0: I, I'm i uh, from Philly. I covered that team for a very long time. I covered him since he was a rookie, and it's always this, right? Every year you start to get your hopes up a little bit. Even last year when he was MVP, you get your hopes up a little bit. If you follow Sixers, you're a Sixers fan, you go, hey, maybe this is the season they finally get out of the second round. And then his injury history pops up, and – I mean, we saw what happened. You know, he caught a lot of flack for not playing at Denver against Joker. He seems to always – something pops up when they go out there, and he hasn't really played in Denver on Joker's four. But clearly he wasn't right to play in that game. Clearly it was good that they held him out in Portland, and he shouldn't have played last night. I mean, when he started to play, there was a moment, I don't know if you saw, where he went to load up to jump, and he just crumpled to the ground. And still they kept him out there for 30 minutes. And now we're looking at an MRI. Who knows how long he's going to be out? And then all of a sudden this once promising season for the Sixers after they get rid of James Harden, now it's back to more of the same. Is Embiid gonna be healthy? And for how much of the playoffs and can they finally get out of the second round? And once again it feels like not looking good.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty I don't want to say pretty bad, but it, it is bad, you know, for the seventy yeah. sixers. I, I I don't I don't have a crystal ball, but uh you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Joel Embiid even misses the All Star game. But hell, what do I know? John Gonzalez, a CBS Sports analyst, is, is joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of the All Star game, we know it's going to take place in, in Indianapolis. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton still looks like he's favoring that that hamstring, you know, just a a, a little bit. What are your thoughts on the All Star? uh rosters the release tomorrow. Is there anyone who you think is 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 close or or gonna miss out? There's so many guards in the East as well. What do you think is going to take place? So
0: many guards in the East. Well, for sure, I mean I think you're gonna get Donovan Mitchell and uh Jalen Brunson. And then after that, coin flip, right? I mean I, I think maxi has a case that's deserving. There's a lot of people that would look at um there's a lot of people that would look at uh the different players like so many guards in the in the East where you go, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Trey Young, last night, he ends up going out and uh, they beat the Lakers and he's had a good statistical case, but that team is really bad, right? So I think um, that's where it's going to be really like eye of the beholder. Which one would you rather have? So there's, gonna, there's going to be somebody somewhere who's going to be upset because that happens every year where somebody gets laughed out and we go, oh, that's going to be a stuff. I think more though, there's there's so many players in the Western Conference compared to the Eastern Conference that you're going to go, wow, there's three, four guys who who absolutely could have made it in any other year that are going to get left out.
1: Well, John, you, you talk about the West, you talk about the Hawks. Here in Atlanta, uh, LeBron James rolled into town. Mm-hmm. Uncompetitive game, terrible game. LeBron James looked absolutely miserable. Uh, we saw the post a couple of hours after the game, I assume. They either stayed in Atlanta or flew out almost 2-3 in the morning just sweeting out an hourglass. Is there anything that you believe the Los Angeles Lakers can do to help salvage the season? Is there a move? What happens? It doesn't look good.
0: I think they're cooked. I really do. I mean, I thought what LeBron said after the game was about right where he goes, well, what's our record? And they told, you know, the media told him, oh, you're a game under 500. There's 24 and 25, right? He goes, that's about right. That's what we are on any given night. The Lakers could beat any other team in the NBA. And then they could move to some bad teams, and we've seen that this week. I mean, they had that double overtime thriller where they win in Golden State. They look like they're getting right. Maybe they've got some momentum at their back. Then they go to Houston and get blown out. They were down 30 at one point. Then they go to ATL. That's not a good Hawks team. Now, granted, they didn't have Anthony Davis, but the Lakers are not good right now. And, you know, they're talking about adding DeJounte Murray if the Hawks would maybe go for it and the Hawks want somebody back who's better than D'Angelo Russell in that deal. And I don't blame them for that, even though D'Angelo has been playing better lately. But even if they can get DeJounte Murray, I don't know that that moves the needle for them. Is this team all of a sudden with DeJounte Murray appreciably better? They're still really thin. At present, their third best guy is Austin Reeves. And Austin Reeves had a good season last year, played well for Team USA. But I don't know that Austin Reeves can be your third best guy on a team that has championship aspirations. So I think they're in trouble.
1: Yeah, CBS Sports NBA analyst John Gonzalez here with us uh, on the air. What trade do you think is most likely to happen? What player in the league is likely to get moved? We saw Rogier get moved to Miami last week. What do you think might happen most likely as we move towards the deadline?
0: I'm going to go with Bruce Brown just because there's so many teams that could use a Bruce Brown. We saw what happened in the playoffs last year when he had that run to the championship with the Denver Nuggets where he was bringing the ball up at times and uh, switching one through four, sometimes even one through five defensively and really giving them a huge spark in all those intangible ways that sometimes don't show up in the box score. Toronto has already made its intentions clear, right? They moved OG Ananobi. That's worked out for the Knicks. They move Pascal Siakam. I think that's going to continue to work out for the Pacers. Now, all of a sudden, you know, what's the incentive for them to keep Bruce Brown around? They have so many suitors. That'd be my guy that I'd think, like, I'd be shocked if he's still on the Raptors after the trade deadline.
1: It's kind of crazy how fast time flies. The NBA trade deadline is next Thursday. I don't know how we got here mm-hmm. to February already, but it is it is upon us. To talk about the West, we know Bruce Brown won that championship with the Nuggets last year. We got a, what should be an interesting game and matchup tonight. Uh, Kevin yep. Durant is back in Brooklyn as the Suns take on the Nets. We know the Bucks are taking on the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard are returning, or if you want to call it, home tonight uh, to play against uh, the Blazers. What are your thoughts on who emerges out of the West? The Clippers have looked pretty good. And the Suns, I, I, I can't believe it when I see Beal and, and Booker and Durant on the floor at the same time. But maybe they can do it. What do you think about the West? Yeah, I mean, when we were
0: talking about how wide open –
1: the East is. I think the same is true of the West. I
0: I think if you're going to handicap it, right, you still have the Denver Nuggets uh, the defending champions as the team to be, you know, as Ricclair said, you got to beat the man to be the man. Okay. But beyond that, it's been really bunched up, right? I mean, tonight you've got Denver at OKC. That's a really tasty matchup. You've got Dallas who's struggled a little bit lately without Kyrie Irving around. They're going to Minnesota. Minnesota just picked up a big win at OKC and they, no doubt they have their doubters, but Hey, they've been at the top of the conference all season long. And then, as you mentioned, the Clippers are on the come, uh, the big three for Phoenix. They've been together. You know, this has been one of those seasons where I still think the Celtics and the Nuggets are the cream of the crop. If you absolutely had to pick two, but we've seen as much parity in the NBA this season as we've really seen for a decade now, going back from before the Warriors really started their championship run, their dynasty run. So it's an exciting time for the NBA. Anybody could win it at last.
1: Yeah, we don't have that. That cut team just uh, expected to just flat win the championship It's to certainly uh, make things interesting as we move towards the stretch run. Speaking of the stretch run, as we move towards the stretch run of this conversation, John, I, I want to talk to you. One thing that we've also seen in the NBA this season, it's not just parity, it's a lot of scoring. Uh, whether it's uh, yeah. Luke, Luka Doncic or you think about Embiid, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. And Joe Dumars actually put out a statement actually in an interview. He pretty much said that hey, we're cool with the scoring. This is the way the game is now. People are launching threes, and so it doesn't appear that there's going to be any, uh, you know, adjustments into the future as of now. What are your thoughts on, on all the scoring?
0: Yeah, we were just talking about this on CBS today. I like it personally. I mean, look, I, I'm a, a child of the 90s, watched the NBA back then, and hand-checking and hard fouls and guys, you know, fake fighting. This is more fun, right? And also, not for nothing, it's content. What are we doing? We're talking about it right now. We're going, man, did you see the, the Celtics put up 81 and a half last night? Or, you know, uh, every team that plays the Lakers can get 130 on any night whenever they want. Uh, it's fun. I've enjoyed it. You had prior to last week, you had three games in NBA history, three days in NBA history where you had two guys go for 60 or more on the same night. We had two of those days last week when you had and Beeb go for 70, and Cat go for 62, and then Booker go for 62, and Luca go for 73, I enjoy it. Now, you also have to remember, once we get to the playoffs, that's got to tighten up too, right? Because those, those games get scrappy, they carry on added weight. Regular season, a little bit different than the playoffs, so I think a lot of people starting to hem and haw and fret overall, there's too many points. That's going to change once we get to the postseason.
1: Oh, yeah, teams are going to hunker down. The players will actually mm-hmm. look, look interested out there what are your thoughts this is a final question for you what are you thinking about the the all-star game they've changed up the format we back to east versus west we we got a straightaway fourth quarter that's time do you think we're going to see a more competitive game or are we going to be disappointed not just with that sunday but maybe the whole weekend again
0: <laughs> i've kind of given up on like expecting some big fireworks out of All-Star Weekend, it's an exhibition. You know, you're going to have these contests. You've got Steph going against uh, Sabrina Ionescu in that three-point contest. I think that could be fun. Who knows what you're going to get out of the, the dunk contest It used to be like the, the preeminent uh, flagpole, tentpole event. The game itself, though, that's never been good. That's been bad forever. So, you know, they had that UM ending where I, I, nobody could ever figure it out. I think it just kind of makes sense to go back to East versus West. We're going to time it. Nobody's going to play defense. Everybody's going to grumble about it. We're back to the regular season afterwards.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a good deal. Oh, a yeah. lot. Final question for you. Okay. Any, any hope for the Eagles to turn things around? I heard you say you're a uh, you know, Philly guy. What's the deal there?
0: You know what? I'm, uh, I'm taking a sabbatical from the Eagles. I'm in, I'm in my office right now talking to you. There's Eagles stuff all over. I might pack it up for the summer, just put it in a box somewhere and forget about it. I think everybody needs a mental health break from that team.
1: We'll revisit it in the summer. Oh, my goodness. You've quit on the Eagles. Oh, my God. I need a timeout. It's a lifetime of this. Okay. Well, well, good good on you, John. You don't got to think about the Eagles. You're you're strictly NBA. (laughs) Where can people follow you, John, and all of your your coverage for the NBA with CBS? Yeah, I'm on CBS Sports
0: uh, HQ frequently. We've got a new podcast coming out that people can uh, be on the lookout for that will also be on uh, our CBS Sports uh, slash NBA website coming up here with Bill Ryder and Ashley Nicole Boss and then you can follow me on Twitter at John Gonzalez
1: hey John thank you so much for taking the time to join us and let's see what happens the rest of this year man and uh, I'll bug you about the Eagles later on this year okay
0: (laughs) All right, please do thanks for having me
1: tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four Doncic the step back three, you bitch! Music, you set my world on fire. Yes, and good even good. podcasts. Whatever you
0: love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.